Uh, I think we got it. Very good. Okay, so we're in John chapter 13, and we'll be looking at verses 4 through 17. John chapter 13, begin reading at verse 4. He riseth from supper, and laid aside his garments, and took a towel, and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not except to wash his feet, but is entirely clean, and ye are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, Ye are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and was seated again, he said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Ye call me Master and Lord, and ye say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, ye ought also to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. Shall we pray? Loving Father, we ask your blessing, Lord, upon the word which is given to us here. Lord, a servant is someone who can minister to others. And Lord, as you were so kind to minister unto your own disciples, that you might teach us what it is to minister. I pray, Father, that we may be willing to follow the example of servanthood. And in true humility of faith, know that we are serving others, even as we are serving you. We thank you, Father, that your love and your grace and your mercies to us are truly great beyond our understanding. And Lord, that we may learn much from your word and by your Holy Spirit that you can change our lives into being true servants. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this passage, I suppose, is one which most people are quite familiar with. It is a passage concerning the washing of the disciples' feet. And as we think of a task such as to wash someone's feet, it is a rather humbling, perhaps, uh, occupation to wash others' feet. And uh, this example that the Lord Jesus gives to us here is, of course, one of humility and servanthood. Now, as we think about the 
simple things in life. I suppose washing someone's feet is a pretty simple task. But it is not one which is learned very easily, is it? We have difficulty being humble in front of others. We have difficulty serving other people. And to be a servant means to condescend, to, to make oneself lower than another in order to do something that would be a kind of ministry unto people. And uh, if, if we're involved in Christian ministry, we find that serving is an essential part of what we do. As believers, we are to serve one another. As believers, we become servants in the world. As believers, and as pastors, pastors especially, must learn humility and servanthood. And, uh, you know, it's just as difficult for the pastor to learn how to do these things as it is for you. So we all have to learn from the Lord in this area of ministry. By way of introduction, the simple things in life should come easy to us, yet we find they are often exceedingly difficult to learn and do well. One of the examples you might think of is teaching children to say please and thank you. You know, say, well, this is a very simple thing. But if you've raised children, you know, it's not quite so simple. To teach children the simple things of manners and, and uh, to be polite to people and to be considerate of others. Um, you know, these things we, we do, but they are very difficult at times because children have a will of their own and they want to exercise it. They want to be independent. They want to be all grown up. And they want to uh, eventually run their own lives. And sometimes uh, they do that uh, irregardless of what parents say. They want to run their lives. Well, when we think about then um, something like servanthood for Christians, we say, well, here is a simple matter too. Christians are supposed to be servants. That, that is supposed to do good unto others. We're supposed to do good works. We're supposed to be kind. We're supposed to be, quote-unquote, Christian in our lives, uh, which really probably covers a big territory, right? Um, but that means we, we must live humble lives. We must live servant lives. And we must learn how to do that. And so Jesus gives us uh, an example here. Um, as he ministers to his own disciples, he gives a, as a, us an example. I found this in Psalm 45, 6 through 8, and it says, Jesus came down from his glory to serve, and it goes like this. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and caesar, out of the ivory palaces whereby they have made thee glad. And of course, this psalm is responsible for the hymn writer to write the hymn, Ivory Palaces. 
My Lord has garments so wondrous fine, and myrrh their texture fills. Its fragrance reach to this heart of mine, with joy my being thrills. His life had also its sorrows sore, for aloes had a part. And when I think of the cross he bore, my eyes with teardrops start. His garments too were in case of dipped, with healing in a touch. Each time my feet in some sin have slipped, he took me from its clutch. In garments glorious, he will come to open wide the door, and I shall enter my heavenly home to dwell forevermore. You may be asking yourself, what does that have to do with servanthood? Everything. Everything. Jesus became the greatest example to us of what it means to be a servant. He left the glorious palaces, the ivory palaces, if you will, of heaven itself, and the glory that he had with his Father in heaven. And he took upon him the form of a servant, and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Well, Pastor Bo touched upon those things this morning in his message, as well he should, because they are a subject that should permeate all of our teaching, that Jesus, the incarnate Christ, took upon himself human flesh and dwelt among us, and that he was full of glory and truth. Well, we're going to be talking about that here this afternoon because Jesus stepped out of those ivory palaces into a world of woe for us showing his humility and his servanthood to sinners. We are those sinners, aren't we? We are those ones that the Lord stepped out of those ivory palaces to touch our hearts and lives and that he wanted his own disciples to realize that he, that he had done this in such a way that they might also be known as servants and that they too should practice the same humility as he himself. For the servant is not greater than his Lord. And if the Lord became a servant for us, we ought to become a servant for others. Well, three areas we want to look at this afternoon. First of all, Jesus girds himself as a servant to wash the disciples' feet. Now, this was the job of a slave. It was not the job of someone who was of high social standing. And Jesus was of great high and social standing because he is the Lord of glory. He is the Son of God. Though he came unto his own and his own received him not, it does not diminish the fact that he is the Son of God and that he came down to do the will of the Father and that he was born of Mary and he was conceived of the Holy Spirit of God and that an angel gave announcement of his birth and that he came in the fulfillment of such prophecies as Isaiah and Jeremiah and those who prefaced his great coming into the world the first time. Yes, Jesus was that kind of a servant. And we are not greater than our Lord. 
And so Jesus girds himself to show his disciples about servanthood. Secondly, do, uh, you do not know what I ask of you, but you will hear after. That is, of course, the statement that he makes to Peter. And uh, I suppose as we think about the Lord and him carrying on this example to his own disciples in the upper room at the time of the Passover, they were perhaps quite suddenly shocked at what he was doing to think that he himself would make himself out to be a servant and to wash their feet. How could this possibly be? And to what extent uh, would they learn from this example? Well, we find that many times the spiritual understanding of the scripture to us comes rather slowly, doesn't it? We, th- we, we grasp the thought of what the Lord is saying many times, but then we don't actually assimilate it into our lives for a while. How many of you, uh, 